we enter a time of temporal discordance. It is known that the only thing more egregious than the treatment of animals as objects is the treatment of women as less. Adults who acted like children are now children. So begins the re-indoctrination of the nuclear family, the misguided middle-class ideals, and the false notion that children should look like thumbs. This is the Flintstone Kids, and this is Vodgebots. on it's working still recording hello everyone see i can't even say the words right i'm out of practice hello everyone welcome to Watchbots, the show that's ostensibly about children's cartoons this is ben still here just got an email from the gap that bike shorts are back i'm joined by shaylin hello some things never change. And by German uh, snuff film aficionado, Dave. Yes, and scat film as well. Mm-hmm. It is good to be here. Let's get the tarps out. You know, if you combine a snuff film and a scat film, you get a snat film. <laughs> Scarf. <laughs> I was going to say a scruff film. Hmm. That involves dogs, and now you're getting into a whole thing. So yeah. it's been a bit, but we're here. And I'm sorry. <laughs> Sorry, I wasn't that. gonna. I wasn't gonna throw shade, but uh, you know, a sick child one week somehow mm-hmm. disrupts an entire household, and then I got the sex, second vaccine shot, and that destroyed me for three days. The sexy second vaccine shot, yeah. The I'll, I'll second vaccine shot, the sixth, the vaccination. I feel like the world has changed. You know, not in like the. Oh, do you hear about that, Jay? Kind of way, but just the world is different than the last time that these mics were hot. COVID is done. We're through. It's over. So, <laughs> so I'm told. It's over. Can people can spit in my face now? Gross. Vice versa. Gross. They shouldn't do that. We can go to the movies again. I saw a report that Trump is expecting to be back in office by August. What? Yeah, I don't. I don't know about that one. Huh. Things have changed though. Which office? Just like uh, an office. Uh, 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 office. <laughs> You send that bad boy to the principal's office. Oh, don't make it weird. And we have tried at least 10 chicken sandwiches with pickles and That's special true. sauce. That's Did you really have the McDonald's the, one? The biggest thing, yes. In the matter of about 40 minutes, we taste tested. Let me see if I can remember this off the top of my head. McDonald's, mm-hmm. Burger King, mm-hmm. Wendell's, Dairy Queen, Sonic, Chick-fil-A, Popeye's, KFC, a local restaurant, Mm -hmm. and there's one more I'm I'm leaving off here. Arby's. Taco Bell. Oh, Taco Bell. It actually was Taco Taco Bell. Bell. 
who came out on top? Popeyes, as you would expect. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. KFC put up a valiant effort in third place. The new, uh, the new Chicking, Chicking wow, from Burger okay. King. And who rounded out the bottom three? Wendy's and a real, real surprise. Really Wendy's was a contender. Damn. Wendy's was the only was the one with the pickles that was at the bottom. I will say the Dairy Queen chicken sandwich somehow was drier than a desert and tasted like a cracker, even though it was chicken. My God, you're like a fucking. You should have gone with there. the. Uh, you should have gone with the fried chicken blizzard. That's delicious. They don't offer that in our area right now. Vanilla would, soft serve with chunks of uh, fried chicken. In it. I would absolutely eat that. That's a the, thousand times better sounding <laughs> than what that sandwich was. The, uh, you know, I don't like the McDonald's chicken sandwich. I find it very bland. We have to clear here. Are we talking the McChicken? Are we talking the McDonald's chicken sandwich? Are we talking the, I don't know. They do like a Southern fried chicken sandwich at various points. It was the, it's the new one with, okay. uh, with pickles. And I think there's a mayonnaise on it. It was very bland. I didn't like it. It was a spicy seasoned mayonnaise. Mm. Perhaps an aioli. It could have been an aioli. Mm-hmm. I didn't get the spicy chicken sandwich from them, just the regular one. We got the spicy. I'll tell you, that Burger King, the chicken, that thing's got some heat. It had some heat, and it was like... I'm out here, I'm blazing. Heavy. It was. It weighed, like, substantially compared yeah, to most I mean, that's why it's on the value menu. You know, it's filling, functional, and um, fun. And, and valuable. <laughs> and, and fuckable. <laughs> I'm going to put my dick in this sandwich. Ben, that's disgusting. We only took bites, and you know there was a lot left over. <laughs> it's all very greasy, Jalen. That's disgusting. It is disgusting. I agree. I'm glad that uh, four weeks away has matured you beyond belief. <laughs> Makes me sick. Never. Anyway, that that was two days ago, and I haven't slept well since. And between <laughs> between yesterday and the day that we're recording, I lost four pounds. Just from chicken sweats? I, I mean, I don't think it was all sweat, but uh, chicken parts for sure, and chicken refuse, and chicken removal. The human body is a is a wondrous thing. That was a death in um the Nightmare on Elm Street series. It was like <laughs> they they couldn't sleep because they had too many chicken sandwiches, and it was, and then Kruger came. I was reminded of that scene in Seven. You know, <laughs> like, so like a table full of food, and we just had to. Compelled to keep getting them in, so so Shailen and a and a friend picked up a bunch in the car, and I did five DoorDash orders, and I had to time them just so, because as I was doing it, I had that thought, right? Like, what if multiple DoorDash people each come with just bags of food at the same time, and it's like that's that's the saddest thing in the world. Or if, or if you got the same DoorDash person, see, I checked, yeah, because I was curious about that. This guy really likes fucking chicken sandwiches. This <laughs> right. is amazing. That's right. I timed them out just so. Like, I looked at the estimated time. I timed them out to try to avoid it. We were close. I went to grab the Taco Bell off the porch. And yes, I did get a couple of extra items. Doesn't matter. As the Wendy's guy was stepping out of his car. But I don't I don't think there was any mixing. You know, I think the Taco Bell guy had cleared. I made sure not to look at the Wendy's guy in the face so as to not, you know, burst out in flames or something. And, <laughs> yeah. you know, it worked yeah. out. And so this is how you guys celebrate the eradication of COVID in in the U.S. In a sense, yeah. I mean, yeah. Um, I appreciate it. It's uh, a bacchanal. It's a party boy summer. Yeah. <laughs> it was how I chose to commemorate uh, Memorial Day. Mm-hmm. Thank you, taste. fallen soldiers. Oh boy, <laughs> yikes! <laughs> something, something, chicken sandwich. Sean, we've made some jokes in bad taste. That may may take the I, chicken sandwich, huh? Top them. <laughs> Hey, 
Anyway, what else has been going on in the world? Cha-king. Uh, Joker 2. Rugrats is back. Uh, Fast 9 is coming. We missed a lot. Many things happened. But you can't talk about all that stuff at once. You know, like your mind will explode. And we have a job to do. And yes. <laughs> so I'm going to put this out here first. We're talking about a, a deeply disturbing show called The Flintstone Kids. And I watched the show a month ago. And this is going to be a real test of my note-taking ability. <laughs> so usually uh, I take many pages of notes. Uh, in this case, I have eight pages of notes on the Flintstone Kids. I haven't watched it in a few weeks. So we're going to see how my notes carry us through the show. See how well you remember your Flintstone Kids shorthand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, why are we watching the Flintstone Kids? Why are we talking about the Flintstone Kids? Yeah, Dave. Why? Well, what the it fuck? It started off... <laughs> I, I'm feeling attacked right now. <laughs> Just back off. I wanted to, well, as you all know, I have a strange fascination with shows that take adult or older cartoon characters mm-hmm. and uh, the term is babify them, turn them into babies or children. A pup named Scooby-Doo, James Bond Jr. Uh, what's another one, Shailen, that I've picked? Those might be the only two. Baby those Crocodile are, Hunter. Those are the ones where oh, they were right. transformed, but then you also tend to pick the ones with the annoying babies in them too. Yes, yes. So there's a there's a trend here. I wanted to do because it's it was so hot in the theaters a month ago. <laughs> Tom and Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta line it up. Gotta line it up. Gotta hit that. That's my that's my marketing <laughs> skill set coming into play. Search engine optimization. Yeah. Synergies. I, I took a course. <laughs> It was online, but I took a course. So I wanted to do Tom and Jerry, but I couldn't find any episodes of Tom and Jerry Kids, which is an actual show about a baby Tom and a baby Jerry wrecking havoc. That Mm -hmm. shouldn't exist. Uh, Yes, I agree. But I couldn't find one or I was too lazy, but I did stumble upon or remember, I guess, the Flintstone Kids. Right. So I picked the first one I found and, and here we have it. So that's the through line there. If that helps. I did remember this show from childhood. So I, I did watch it a lot with my sisters. We had some of the toys, which were sort of more detailed little people kind of kind of toys. Did either of you have these toys or watch the show? Hell no. I had the McDonald's or Burger King release ones. Mm-hmm. I remember Barney had a little mammoth car that he sat in, I think. Someone had a blue mammoth that they drove in. Yes, yes. I think they all came with little cars or vehicle types. Yeah. The only Flintstone Kids memory I have is is apparently a false flag. I thought that the um, they were Flintstone Kids push pops. Like, you know, they were like sherbet pops on a stick. Weren't those regular? They were regular Flintstones. Just regular Flintstones. Just regular Flintstones. I believe they were the Flintstone chewables, chewable vitamins. I can't remember if those were Flintstone Kids or adult Flintstones. So it's We Are Flintstone Kids. So it's the Flintstone adults on the packaging, but the kids that take the, the vitamins are the Flintstone okay. kids. Here's well, that's just confusing, 1980s. It is confusing. You know what else is confusing? We're going to get right into this here. Yeah. The, the title of the show is The Flintstone Kids. What? Why is right. it The Flintstone Kids? Like, not the Why isn't it Bedrock Kids? Or, uh, yes, as it, in the song, as we'll get to, the Bedrock Flintstone Kids. It should be the Flintstones Kids. That's correct. Because and it's only one, there's only one Flintstone. That's right. They don't Why did I say live like in Flintstone? I don't know. <laughs> Man. There's only one Flintstone. It's fucking lazy. Ah, Shailene, how Flazing. are you? <laughs> Sums up a lot about this show. So the Flintstones kids here. 
oh god, I screwed up. It's the Flintstone kid. It's a, see, this is it's a mind fuck. It shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. It came from a mid eighties syndicated animation block called the Fantastic World of Hanna Barbera. So this is kind of, I would say, post Hanna Barbera peak. You know, we're on the downslope, but. Mm-hmm. This started off as a three-and-a-half-hour block of cartoons. It later expanded to a five-hour block of cartoons. What other cartoons were involved? So we'll, I'll get there. Okay. I'm in the middle of the story. I was like, tell story. me we I'm didn't watch all the Flintstones for five you. hours. Shannon's an eager beaver. Shannon, I have eight pages of notes on this. I'm sorry. I'm getting there. There's I'm sorry. A, trying to spin a web. So old Willie, Can't wait for you to mess up your notes. Willie Hanna. Full house. I've never messed up my notes. And Joe Barbera. You need a lot of shit, right? So you had some original shows? To answer your question. Thank you. Fantastic Max. Galtor and the Golden Lance. You had some licensed stuff. Bill and Ted, which we previously discussed. Young Robin Hood. And you had a whole lot of redone or babified stuff. So the new adventures of Johnny Quest. Yo Yogi. A pup named Scooby-Doo. And this. So this is the fifth spinoff of the Flintstones. So the Flintstones, I mean, of course, everybody knows it. You know, a seminal cartoon, seminal TV show. Just, you know, an amazing piece of art in its time. But that horse was beyond dead when they when they made this one. Um, I think they had a variety show. They did. At one point. Yeah. Like it, an animated variety show just makes no sense to me. That's what makes yeah. it unique. Yeah. It's the only thing that makes less sense than the Flintstone kids. <laughs> so what you got here? You got Fred Flintstone, Barney Rubble, Betty McBricker. Wilma Slaghoople. And <laughs> Dino, for some reason, is still alive? So you have the core characters. But then it adds in the kids' families, which is fucking crazy. We'll get there. New characters with names like Dream Chip Gemstone and Rocky Rat Rock. And they're like, well, here, here it is. And it's just like, what? What is this? <laughs> it's not even clever anymore. Like, did they use all the rock names in the original series? Like... It's just like, yeah, he's a, he's a rat face guy, so uh, he's Rocky Rat Face. Uh, she's uh, dreamy yes. and uh, a chip <laughs> off the old block. Like, it's just so yeah, odd. And, and, and she's a uh, real gem. But it says a lot because, you know, the Flintstones, they lived in bedrock and they had, like, I don't know, fucking dinophones or whatever the fuck. But this just, it just screams of, I don't know, just like put stick and rock on it and we're fucking finished it's so lazy what is the worst babified show you can think of right like take any property like i'm okay let's say any tv show and babify it what's the worst one you can think of oh that hasn't been done yeah okay okay, okay. <laughs> no, hbo's no. cat house okay <laughs> actually i think that'd be kind of fun it's awful <laughs> you're uh, the welcome wi- the wire mm, i was gonna say er okay oh yeah yeah Anyway, uh, listeners, we want to hear from you. Um, hashtag uh, baby nightmare. I don't know. Uh, I'm out of hashtag practice. <laughs> Fuck you. I'm vibing. So from what we described, you might go, how does any of this make sense, right? Like, are we just to assume that these characters were the core four for their whole lives? And like, how sad is that? But the answer is no. There is no continuity between the Flintstone kids and the Flintstones proper. So you're supposed to know that as a as a four year old going into this TV show that you may have seen old Flintstones mm-hmm. like during lunchtime on Nickelodeon, but it, this is the same characters, but they're not the same characters. Well, I mean, if you're on your smart, Saturday morning cartoon, if you're a smart four year old, you'd ask the question at least. This is from uh, Wikia. 
The show's usually treated as being set in its own continuity due to characters from the original series all knowing each other as children, and many other obvious characters, families, locations, and history differences, such as the fact that Fred and Wilma came from Arkenstone and not Bedrock. Or Fred having Dino since childhood, despite all other media showing him owning Dino in adulthood. So there you go. I mean, watching this as an adult, or I mean, at any age, I guess, it's just like you couldn't. Like Shailen, Shailen pointed out, it's very lazy. Like you couldn't have made them, you you could have made them kids and still continued that show's premise, right? You could have had like yep. Fred and Barney, and like you know they're not maybe they're not all friends or something, but like oh, it's just it's bananas that they just slapped this fresh face on these characters. There are ways, and of course, Muppet Babies, I guess, is probably the the right example to do this correctly. But I feel like these Hanna-Barbera shows all have a template. And it really breaks down into three things, right? The visuals, right? So all of the characters here, it's like they took the Flintstones as adults and put them in like a grape press. So Fred, for an example, looks like a fucking potato with legs. He has no definition. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He has no chin or neck. Like He looks like one of the McNugget kids yes. <laughs> from, yes. from that line. It, they were like, with Barney, they were like, what does a thumb look like? Yeah, now give it hair. We've got Barney. And then put a brown dress on it. The voices is the second thing. So in some cases, and you'll see this in some of the other, I hate saying babified, but it's the official term. They get the original voices. So Fred and Barney's original voices are there, but they're not playing Fred and Barney. They're playing Fred and Barney's parents. So Fred's mom is a fucking nightmare of a character. The kids, they got younger adults or kids to play the kid versions of the Flintstones, but they're clearly channeling what they should sound like as adults. So every line sounds like you're going to blow a fucking drakier out. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it was remarkable to listening to these characters speak and each child, it was just grating and you were waiting for some of them to start bleeding, like from the pain of the voice they were making. Well, I don't know that I was waiting for them to bleed, but it sounds like you really wanted them to bleed. Jalen. That's, that's <laughs> awful to wish that upon someone. They're just voice acting. Then I checked the the list of voice actors, and it's like exactly all oh, the oh 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 oh. Uh, where where is it on the board? Oh god, oh god, oh, 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 oh god, is it on this board? Pat Fraley, Brad Garrett, uh, and Jerry Seinfeld. Here we'll do this one. Pat Fraley, yeah. Brad Garrett, and Dave Berger. Oh, this one too. Voice acting power hour. Yeah, welcome to. All right, that's enough. Was there more? I mean. All of the people mentioned were indeed voices. Um, <laughs> Fuck yeah, they were. Scott Menville <laughs> was Fred Flintstone, which was weird to me. But like you have Michael Bell, you have Frank Welker, you have like all these people who normally are very, very talented and like use their voices well. Like Rob Paulson is in mm-hmm. there. And yet somehow it was jarringly bad and nails on a chalkboard to sure. the point where I was like, I should rewatch this cartoon so I know what's going on. And I started to get a headache thinking about it. You know what's funny? Scott Menville, not even the most famous member of his own family. Go on. His uncle wrote Moby Dick. I didn't say Melville. I said Menville. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if you knew that. (laughs) I think it was his cousin. Point the field's (laughs) own. Point the third. Just the personalities. And this, this to me is the biggest thing, right? Real people. Real three-dimensional people grow and mature as they age, but you can't translate that back when you're going backwards in time. And so all these characters of kid, as kids have the same exact personality traits that they do as adults. So like Wilma 
in the nagging wife character that she plays, playing that as a child, and the like Fred being such a dimwit, you wonder why any of these people were friends and why they stayed together because yeah. not, like them having adult personalities as children makes the dynamic feel fucking crazy. Yeah. And also, like, I guess if you're a kid watching the Flintstones as they are, are adults, right? I don't know. You can you can watch it and be like, parents are dumb, right? They're so stupid. But then you watch them as kids and you're like, oh, kids are stupid too. Like it's the same. <laughs> it's the same thing. Like it would have been a little more entertaining if they were if they had different personalities. Mm-hmm. And if if it's not the continuity, you can just take the characters and make them completely new. Like you can. I mean, they look alike, but you can give them different personalities, right? Like maybe Fred isn't such a thick-headed, uh, uh, cotton-headed ninny-muggin. Sure enough. Why would Wilma have ever been around him? Why? It doesn't make sense. None yeah, of that and that, sense. that makes it a shitty product for kids to grow up with, right? Like, oh, even as a child, I'm supposed to be this naggy person to, like, my, my boyfriend or partner, mm-hmm. right? Who's, like, borderline abusive. Lover. Yeah, lover, right? Young, young lovers. Yeah, it's not. It's not good. It's not good. Yeah, no, no. I had good. a I had a sad moment in my life uh, with this show. I was up. Um, Let's get into very it. Late. <laughs> yeah, I was up very late watching this on my phone in bed, and like mm. my wife is soundly sleeping next to me, and I'm kind of nodding off, and the phone is on my chest, and I woke up about ten minutes into the show. And I realized it's like one thirty in the morning and I'm just watching Flintstone kids next to my sleeping wife. And I'm like, why am I staying up this late? This is, this is a low point for me. And you were like, every decision I've ever made in my life to this point has led to this moment. It's led to me falling asleep with Flintstone kids <laughs> playing on my phone. <laughs> so you say sad. Um, I had a similar moment, except I'm very proud of it, where I was just kind of laying absentmindedly on the couch at one in the morning, which is, is my routine these days. And I like I was just on YouTube and I stumbled across the Dice Man Cometh. <laughs> <And> <laughs> I didn't I didn't watch any of the stand up. I only watched like the video intro where he's like a dude, like a like a buttoned up dude, and he gets fired, oh my and then God. he becomes the Dice Man. And it was awesome. Hmm. I love comedy special intros. They are the worst. I it, it's it's my favorite car wreck of content. Here's my pitch. Here's my pitch. We transition mm-hmm. off of this children's show concept and we, we just watch the introductions to comedy specials not the comedy themselves you know a lot a lot of work goes into that but just to like the five minute intros yeah 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 i like that because like some of them are, are like they attempt to be like a skit or mm-hmm. a sketch and some of them attempt to be really artsy yeah <laughs> you're like what the hell is happening why is this shot like a fellini film i don't know <laughs> or here's here's an alt pitch there's a concept out there and it's like star wars a minute or whatever and yeah. they break down every Star Wars film minute by minute. We could do that with comedy specials. So like the Dice Man Cometh would be like 60 episodes of content. Think about it. <laughs> That's a Think whole season. It. It's brilliant. It's beautiful. Two hours per minute. It's a 120-hour <laughs> compendium. We've been, listening to, we've been listening to this for over a year. It would be a beautiful thing. So Time anyway. Put Dice Man to bed. Uh, hashtag bring the Dice Man back. He must be an asshole now, right? Oh, yeah. I'm sure he's like the new Don Imus. Just taking a guess. Watch the Star Trek episode with Joe Piscopo lately, but that that's that's neither here nor there. I'm not dying the 80s comics. Let's not attack Dice Man. I don't want him coming after us with his uh, his barbs. Hey, Hickory Dickory Doc. Uh, I will now read from the Book of Dice. <laughs> Goddamn. It's a fucking sensation. Anyway, speaking of sensations, 
the Flintstone kids. So we're talking about the main heart of the episode here, the real core shit. When this aired, it also had things called Flintstone funnies, which I don't know. Not funny. Uh, Dino's dilemma. And it's like, it's Dino going through puberty and also segments involving uh, captain caveman and his son, Charlie. Now captain caveman, an interesting character. He was created by the guys from Ruby Spears when they were with Hanna-Barbera. Hmm. So he's both a Ruby Spears and a Hanna-Barbera production. Hmm. Captain Caveman was the star of like a mystery show uh, akin to uh, Scooby-Doo. It was hmm. called Captain Caveman and the Teen Angels. He had like Charlie's Angels with him. And, but he's just like, he's <laughs> this cousin it looking motherfucker with a club. Yeah. So next next week we're talking about Captain Caveman and, uh, and yeah, the Teen right. Angels. But Can't wait. Neither here nor there. So you might have guessed it, folks. The show was not a particular success. Stunning, I know, but so it goes. So the episode we're talking about here is The Great Fredini, just stellar. The story by Glenn Leopold, who's a Hanna-Barbera lifer. The teleplay by Arthur Allsberg, who I'm going to guess smoked five packs of cigarettes a day. That, yeah, that sounds like a smoker's name. For sure. So another Hanna-Barbera guy, and also by Don Nelson. And no, Shalen, I'm not talking about the longtime Dallas Mavericks coach in basketball game. I'm talking about... The guy who used to write for The Adventures of Ozzie and Harriet. Oh, okay. The jazz musician, Don Nelson, okay? Not the camera guy. They called him Sugar Lips, Don Nelson, in his jazz persona. Hmm. I don't know if you knew that. Good for him. So the episode aired here on September 6th, 1986. What else was going on back then, Ben? Yeah, let's go back in time. <laughs> you had a month to come up back with. Back in time. A month. What were we seeing? It's contextual feeling. Top movies. Number one, Top Gun. And that's coming back this year, right? The new Top Gun in the theaters? I think it's I think so. I think so. Maybe 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 next winter. Everything's all asunder. Number two, Stand By Me. Great film. Love it. Number three, The Fly. Also Which great one? film. Similar themes. The Seth Goldblum. Seth Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum. God damn. I really am off. I'm off my rocker now. The Seth Rogen film. They re- they're remaking it with Seth Rogen. Just cracks the twice tense. the whole time. Speaking yeah. of Jeff Goldblum, Shailen and I were on Target <laughs> a few weeks ago here. And we were, you know, we'll meander the toy aisle because our kid has a lot of varied interests. So you, you look for sales and stuff. But what did I stumble upon? A toy line called the Jurassic Park Amber Collection. Think the Marvel Legends series or the Star Wars series. So like <laughs> detailed representations of your favorite Jurassic Park characters. Or like the, the McFarlane toy line, right? Like Not super that detailed. nice, but like a step down from that. But yeah, you know, better than yeah. your average G.I. Joe. And what did I find? But <laughs> a Dr. Ian Malcolm with like different heads and different hands and, and, a, and a John, or, or I'm sorry, a, a Raymond John Arnold complete with severed Velociraptor arm looking more or less like Jeff Goldblum and Samuel L. Jackson. And you better believe that I picked them both up without a moment's hesitation. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so proud of you. <laughs> and I looked, and they're, so they're going to release a John Hammond. There was a Nedry. Apparently, he's harder to find. I don't know if there's going to be a Grant. I would assume so. I would hope so. I have a question. Why do they need to switch Ian Malcolm's heads? Like he, It's not like he wears a mask or like his face gets disfigured. Well... Or like there's significant changes. It's a, it's a valid question and I have a valid answer for you. So Thank as you. we all know at the beginning of Jurassic Park, he's very like cool, right? Like he's got slit hair and he's got like those like half sunglasses glasses. 
Yeah, then, and he's just kind of smirking the whole time. But then that T-Rex just swats his ass aside, and he has like that leg wound, and now he's all he's all frazzled, and he's like, oh. Um, <laughs> and then, so it's Make like his mildly again. shocked face. Make the noise again. So it makes sense. Oh, like thank you. I'm the ghost of Ian Malcolm. <laughs> oh. The ghost of Ian Malcolm's Har. chill. Har. You know, speaking of Har. national sensations uh, also in this week in september 1986 this is actually a big week for tv the oprah show went national oh. so it went from a chicago local show to national also <laughs> this was the first week that siskel and ebert went into national syndication national syndication also from chicago i believe mm-hmm. yeah so chicago yeah. was making it big second city really pumps them out you know pumps out those performers oh yeah for for sure go cubs Go, I know them for the Cubs, uh, Deep Dish Pizza, and a Siskel and Ebert, and that is all. So we have skirted the issue long enough. Let's get into the Flintstone kids. Here is a song. I like that that song starts off like a kid's bop version of original Flintstones. And then it goes into like this weird fucking doo-wop shit. It's the 80s and the guys that wrote this show are <laughs> probably born in 1910. And they were like, yeah, what's uh, what's what's cool? Um, electric guitars. Those are cool still. At the, at the pictures. It's yeah. weird that this is the second version of like a baby version of a cartoon that Hanna-Barbera produced because a pup named Scooby-Doo had a very similar like it's almost like they were trying to pump these things out quickly and didn't have a thought yeah they had like the doo-wop sound to it this was also around the time that like the reboot of locomotion came out too like on the radio and I feel weird about that connection Mm -hmm. like I feel weird about it too tingly it's like scrunchies got real popular about a year and a half ago (laughs) again maybe it's one of those situations (laughs) Mm mm-hmm I don't know. I don't know. Just to say. So, are we all in agreement the the name of the show was slated to be the Bedrock Flintstone Kids? Oh yeah. <laughs> Which yes. is, is even a more baffling name than the Flintstone Kids. Like, let's just add. I, I would have even have accepted the Bedrock Kids. As, that would have made sense. A, a That's the town title. they're in. But the yeah. Bedrock Flintstone Kids is too long. The Flintstone Kids is the worst of all worlds. What, what, it it looks like the the ti- I wonder if we go back to the title credits and just look and like it maybe they painted over bedrock <laughs> just like really cheap like white out. It's like when they did the uh, the reshoots for Justice League and they had to digitally alter out Henry Cavill's mustache. <laughs> it's like a little blurry. You can see there's something there. I don't know. It's kind of weird stuff. So we start off here with Betty and Wilma, and Betty is she's skipping and rocking and rolling down the street because she's she's a hip kid. Her headphones because she's wearing headphones, have birds in them. 
Because the singing. birds are singing in her ears. Yeah, that, that seems like it would be uncomfortable, but let's, let's get ready. poor birds. <laughs> Portable music, man. Poor Betty's ears. You know? Yeah. Let's get into this conversation. Hey, that's neat. You ought to sing along with that at the school talent show tonight. Ought to be starring with Freddie and his magic act? That's how I want to be discovered. Well, there are some things in life you just can't count on. Freddie Flintstone's one of them. So immediately here, Wilma establishes that she just, she has a real love-hate relationship with Fred and will just kind of lean heavily on the hate. Yeah. 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 This is something we talked about when we watched the the original Flintstones Mm -hmm. and I was hoping it would change, but it didn't. It doesn't. It's the same. No, it's exactly the same. Right. Like if, if. Fred as a kid were like endearing and sweet and then got bashed in the head when he was working and turned into the jerk idiot that he becomes. Okay, I get why his wife would stand by him. But why did she ever get together with him when he's such an asshole and she clearly hates him the whole time? Yeah, I mean, she does spend the next 30 seconds after this calling Fred shifty. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, she calls him shifty. What was like a shifty 10-year-old look like? Fred Flintstone has a thumb. Like he comes out, he's doing three-card Monty. <laughs> Trying to sell you a bridge in Brooklyn. I don't know. Yeah, he's got like a trench coat. He opens it up. There's like fake watches in there. Yeah. And also he's not wearing clothes under the trench coat. Yeah, it's disgusting. Yeah, it's pretty shifty. Yeah. I was curious about Wilma's character. So I like I looked up Wilma and I came to a webpage and it had a listicle 20 things you didn't know about Wilma or 20 things that don't make sense about Wilma. I won't go through the whole list because, spoiler, the article was fucking dreadful. But two things here. How does she celebrate Christmas? It's <laughs> one of the questions. <laughs> if they're all alive before Jesus was around, how, why are they celebrating Christmas? Why is that about Wilma? And also, how does she get gas in her car? Isn't that fucking crazy? The Flintstones just, like, it crumbled the world of the Flintstones down on me reading this article about Wilma. Flintstone cars are powered by feet. Not according to this article. Moron wrote that article. Maybe so. Maybe so. So... Betty and Wilma are sitting on a crocodile, which is a, a funny joke, and they're waiting for the school bus. So they're like, where's Freddy? Where's Bonnie? And then Barney's dad drives down the street in a car with square wheels. And then Barney, I think like the car never stops moving. I think he he jumps out. Tuck and roll. Does he jump out or like bounce out? He does the car is- bounce out. That's correct. Yeah. It sounds like this. Hey, Barney, afraid the car wouldn't make it all the way to Nope, afraid I wouldn't. There aren't many of those pretty wheel models left. Thank goodness. Are you okay? <laughs> Let that guitar riff too. What is that? <laughs> it's the where they got the idea for Clarissa explains it all every time Sam yeah. comes to the <laughs> I like oh, do you like ten seconds of spring sounds? Here you go. Try to hear what Barney's saying. <laughs> So they do that bouncing sound forever and ever. Wilma calls Fred, again, never ready Freddy. It's just like, Jesus, she's just brutal to him. For reasons that he may or may not deserve, as we'll, as we'll touch on here. But it also makes you feel, I mean, you feel bad for Wilma because Fred's an, a, a, a jackass in the future. But like, you also feel bad for Fred because Wilma's- He's a <laughs> potato with legs. Wilma's yeah, so mean. Yeah. We haven't even met yeah. him here. So Barney's character trait, aside from being Barney from you know the original cartoon, is he has these things called Rubble's Rules. It's like him doing Aesop's Fables endings, but just fucking them up. Was is that something he did in original Flintstones at all? 
No. I don't think so. No. But I, I do know that Home Improvement stole this gag from Flintstone Kids. Who Tim had Taylor would he, he would go out and talk to Wilson. Mm-hmm. Wilson would give him advice and then he'd go back and he would just screw it all up. Uh, I was like, Wilson, was he like, Wilson's wagers? Uh, don't. <laughs> one in the hands were two in the bush, Tim. And then Tim's like, yeah, one in the bush. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, one power. in the bush, more power. Oh, 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 oh. Anyway, here's some Rubble's Rules. Rubble's Rules number seven. Never put off till tomorrow or uh, it might be a rainy day. What'd he say? Wilma's Rules number one. Never try to figure out what he said. Hey, Wilma. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, maybe six-year-old. <laughs> you fucking... How old are ass. they? Uh, Unknown. Six. Like, they look They look like they could be eight. Ten, eleven. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But then Freddie gets a job? Yeah, that's right. Labor laws were different I was going to say, the, the laws to protect yeah. exploited children workers didn't come until much later. That's true. So... <laughs> We go inside the Flintstone abode and you see Mrs. Flintstone and holy fuck this character. Yeah, I know. She <laughs> so hot. She looks like Fred, like she has the Fred stubble for God's sake. And it is Fred's voice. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> but just higher like this. <laughs> I would say disputably higher. Here is but a sample. Freddie Flintstone, you're going to miss the school bus. <laughs> and Oh fuck! Like what? What? Why? Why? Why does she have the stubble? It's, like why is she a man? Why, did, why does she sound like Charlie in the Box from Rudolph? It's a transphobic joke, right? Yes. And it wasn't funny when transphobia was acceptable, and it's less funny now. Yeah, like I would. I mean, the Hanna Barbera show in the eighties would never do this, but like imagine that you know that is a trans character, and you're like, wow, that's would be interesting, but it's just meant to be like, oh, look at, she's like a man. She's manly hey, she's and it's, manly. It's, it's like, yeah, I wonder where Fred got his looks. Oh, it's from his mom, not his dad. Oh, <laughs> boy, it's just, it's a mess. And like the mother character, another character who's just a fucking horrible nightmare, but we'll, we'll get there too. So Mrs. Flintstone is making Fred a sandwich. Fred is with Dino. He's practicing magic tricks. Barney shows up. So they were worried about missing the bus, but they had enough time for Barney to go to Fred's house to pick him up. There's just so much going on. They're talking about the talent show where Fred's going to be a magician, but it's also Fred's mom's birthday and he's going to buy her a present with five clams. And I'm spending every bit of it on a surprise birthday present for my mom. Five no clams. Kidding. Five clams. Five clams. <laughs> five clams. How many clams? Five clams. Five clams. Oh, five clams, Freddy. So like, we're, there's just so much going on. And like, I got sad in this scene too because the kids' bodies, they're, they've been pressed down. They're also wearing the exact same clothes they'll wear as adults. So mm-hmm. there's just no, there's no movement. You know what I mean? There was a study back in the early 90s mm-hmm. that men tend to dress the same way they dressed in the year that they were happiest. Mm-hmm. And so usually it's like pre-adolescence for the most part. So when you see like my dad with his tucked in plaid shirt with his blue jeans and his loafers, that also happens to be how he dressed when he was in seventh grade Mm -hmm. and he was happy with it. And so he just never changed. And so my takeaway from this was that Fred and Barney were so happy when they were like six that they just never let it go. Okay. I like that. That's why I've never taken off this Ghostbusters jumpsuit. (laughs) Makes sense. 
So, uh, so back to Fred's mom here. One character trait she displays is a little weird. She's also kind of a cradle robber. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you noticed this. Did you want me, boys? Just, um, it's weird in the Hanna-Barbera show, but. I mean, it's more transphobia, right? There's like <laughs> this, this predatory nature to her. Yeah. And like that's, you know, ugh, ugh. It's, it leaves a, an icky feeling. Yep. Reads poorly. It's, it's like, icky. like a lollipop stuck to your hand. You know, it just doesn't, doesn't Ugh. sit right. It's like finding that tube of chapstick you put in the dryer by accident. What does that mean? What happens to it? It like melts. Oh, really? It's it too sticky. And it like, it's gross. It, oh, oh God. I hope nobody, none of our listeners have um, misophonia. Is that what it is? Yeah. Should I eat an apple? Into no, the mic? You should not <laughs> do that. I'll do it. I'll go get an apple right now. But we also meet Fred's dad, Ed. And Ed's dad is short. See, that's the joke because the mom is like, she's like an Amazon and the dad is just Ed. Ed begat Fred. Right. That makes sense. And that's why Fred's mom is Frelma. You combine Frelma and Ed and you get Fred. Hmm. Think about it. I would have gone straight up with Francine or like Frank. Frelma. (laughs) The answer is Frelma. Let's hear a little bit of their completely normal husband-wife banter. Well, I'm off to work, Edna. Anything special you'd like for your birthday, honey? A son who remembers my birthday. Here's your sandwich, Ed. What? <laughs> so, it's so two, mean. <laughs> it's horrible. Two things. Her name is Edna. Ed and Edna. No, it's Froma. Uh, second, Froma. Their last name is Big Head. <laughs> what miserable, horrible parenting is it to not tell your kid it's your birthday? Not remind them it's your birthday, but then hold it against them when they don't know. But also, well, I, I know that horrible parenting <laughs> because I experienced it when I was younger. So it's um, this episode struck a chord with me mm-hmm. as a child that also looks like a looked like a thumb, a bone cord, or yes. a stone cord, a rock cord, a, a quartz cord, sure. a cord. Yeah, but the thing is, like. She holds it against him. He actually did remember. It's also not even school right. time. She holds it against him and is a big jerk about it in spite of the fact that this child obviously has had this passive-aggressive abuse against him his whole life. Perhaps yeah. she just <sighs> knew that he was going to fuck up because he fucks up at mm-hmm. the end. Then she should have parented him better to begin with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Speaking of fucking, here's a old Watchbot's favorite. Is there something else? Big old double smooch. They all they all go in for like a three way kiss. It's it's weird. It's very weird. Ur- European, I would say. So the girls are still at the bus stop. <laughs> so there's just no there's no hurry to any of this, and they're waiting for Fred and Barney to show back up. But and who shows up but the best character ever? So this character's name is actually Rocky Ratbone. He looks like again. He looks like Potato Richie Sambora. <laughs> when he came in, I. You know what? Let's meet him. And I'll, I'll tell you guys what I thought his name was. Wilma the Wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> Zip your lips to the fight. You're drooling on the throat. Your chariot awaits, cookie. So I thought that his name was Funky Rathbunk. <laughs> and so I just continued in my notes to call him Funky Rathbunk. Well, now he's Funky Rathbunk now. Yeah. Well, who's going to stop me? Hannah and Barbara? I don't think so. Pretty man. sure they're both dead. They come from the, beyond the grave. I don't think so. Anyway, so he's going to mullet. He appears to have a real dog, which was sort of weirded me out. Fred has Dino, who is his dog, but he's a dinosaur. But right. F- Funky has <laughs> like a real dog. Prehistoric dog. <laughs> it's weird. 
Fred comes and he threatens the kids and he's in like his stupid magician getup. And then Barney says Fred can do magic and they kind of believe him. Like they're questioning if he can actually do magic. And this gets to your point, Dave, like how old are these kids? Like fucking four? <laughs> like this is weird. Right. Are they four? Like, yes. Okay. Then they believe in magic. Are they 10? Like, you know, yeah. I guess so, you don't want to lose that, that childlike sense of wonder. <laughs> None of us do. So Funky challenges Fred to do magic, and then he does this. I sure wish you could make that school bus appear. Yeah, we're gonna be late. Why don't you, Mr. Magic? I'd love to see that. Okay, close your eyes, everybody, and concentrate. Mr. Magic was my uh, nickname when I was a pledge at the uh, the old... The old frat house. Which frat house was it, Ben? Uh, <laughs> lambda, lambda, lambda. <laughs> of course. <laughs> so, wasn't it Pi Cum Kappa? <laughs> it was Pi Cum Kappa. Yes. Yeah. So the bus does show up, but then even though there's a bunch of kids there, it just drives by. And I was like, well, like what, what is happening? <laughs> what is yeah, going on in this show? Wait, like, it's been five minutes, and they've been waiting for the bus. This cartoon is 20 minutes long. I don't know what that math is. A giant portion of this episode has been waiting. We've been waiting for a bus to show up, and then it just drives away. Mm-hmm. It just drives away. 25% of the episode. It is a dinosaur, so I guess it has some sentience. But the main four kids run after it, and then... Wilma and Betty make it, but Fred and Barney don't. And then the dinosaur has an accident. Freddy! <laughs> you, give me a good splat noise. That's all I need. <laughs> Dino DNA all over the place. <laughs> Dino DNA. Then a limousine drives up and it's got like this little cherub girl in it. So this is Dream Chip. I don't like what does that even mean? What is Dream Chip? Is I'm trying to think of like 80s pop stars or anything. I thought it was like a like a Silicon Valley. Thing. Oh, there's silicon involved, baby. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I was waiting for there to be like a Supremes kind of a band mm-hmm. that she was part of, like the Chipettes, so that she was like that, but it didn't ever pan out. I thought it was I thought it was Dream Ship, and that makes less sense. So I was like, maybe that's yeah. what it is, because this show makes no sense. <laughs> now, mind you, I mean, we were watching, we're not watching like a master version of this. You know, we're watching like a recording of a recording of a recording off of VHS, but I didn't understand what her name was. And then I looked <laughs> on Wikipedia, and same for Funky Rathbunk, and I was like, Dream Chip Gemstone? <laughs> what the fuck? So she's like... I won't call her the femme fatale of the episode, but she's like the female foil to Wilma. There's not a lot to say about her once you get past this. You look adorable! So she calls Fred adorable approximately three times in 15 seconds. Yes. And she offers to give Fred and Barty a ride to school. So Fred does some legitimate card tricks to impress her. He builds like a house of cards on his little dumb magician top hat. And, you know, it's clear that there's some chemistry here. And then Barney comes in over the top with a line that I truly <laughs> did not understand. Why not? It'd be a shame to keep great beauty and great talent apart. But Freddy, you already promised Barney! Oh, I didn't know it was Dream Chip's birthday too. So he... Okay. <laughs> I'm going to take a step backwards. So he offers Dream Chip to 
be his assistant, a job that he had already offered to Wilma. Mm-hmm. But then Barney says that weird line about it being Dream Chip's birthday, but he didn't offer it to Wilma because it was Wilma's birthday. Nope. He offered, like, it's just like, what, like mixing the two lines. Was the script originally supposed to be that his mom was going to be in the talent show? I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know. And they were like, who cares? They're kids. They're idiots. They'll, <laughs> they'll watch anything. So, so Fred oh, refers. Give me, a, give me another pack of Pall Malls. I'm about to die. <laughs> Ozzy and Harriet would have done it this way. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Arthur Allsburgers or whatever his name was. So Fred refers to Wilma and Betty as a couple of obstacles, which is just a horrible thing to say. <laughs> but it's awful. It also feels very much on the nose for how all these characters pan out. Mm-hmm. The wives are always preventing them from fun. And I, once again, will posit that this paved the way for many horrible, toxic narcissists to marry decent women. (laughs) Fair enough. Thanks, Shailen's deep moment of the week. Wow, Shailen, shots fired, you jerk. Turn that flamethrower down. I'm not that toxic, okay? (laughs) So now we're at school because it's apparently a school day, even though they're taking the whole afternoon to rehearse for the talent show. They're just bullshitting about stuff. And then Funky's like, my band's going to play a song. And he starts screaming about having prize-winning talent, and he's just gesticulating, and he does my favorite cartoon move of like reaching behind his back, and then he just pulls this big-ass bone guitar out. It's the best. Um, he doesn't play it yet, but he, he's waiting for it. That's what and, I call my erection. <laughs> bone guitar. Uh, that was my favorite, um, I don't know, <laughs> Ghost Richie Sambora guitar. I don't know. I don't have it. I don't <laughs> Leave me alone. So Fred and Wilma are arguing, and this is the point at which Funky Rathbunk became my favorite cartoon character ever, with this one line. Yo-ho! You hear that? I think a little of the magic mustard is coming off the hot dog. (laughs) I love it. I loved it. What does that mean? A little of the magic mustard is coming off the hot dog. So just to to break it down here. Uh Uh-huh. Our, pa- our pal Funky Rathbunk has a little crush on Wilma. Mm-hmm. And Wilma's, for whatever reason, has eyes for, for Freddy. She thinks she thinks Freddy's a hot dog. Stockholm Syndrome. So she's, he, sees, <laughs> he sees Wilma, you know, fawning over Fred, but Fred's clearly into dream chip. And a little of that magic mustard is coming I off the see. hot dog. Fred's magic mustard. I get it. I bet, he, I bet it. he was wishing that Wilma was going to make his magic mustard come off his, his hot dog. Do you think that anybody's ever called their semen magic mustard? Probably, uh, yes, right? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> not even a question. I mean, I probably have in like text messages, but not not to a lover. <laughs> no, I'm trying to think like in a, in a real situation. Let's see what the oh, Urban yeah, Dictionary... Oh, yeah, you ready? You ready for that magic mustard? <laughs> I'm looking up Ur- Urban Dictionary magic mustard. And let's just see if anybody's done this Ooh, I love I love live research. Oh, see, live research. We're good. You know, you, you're getting right back into it. So there's magic dust, there's mustard, there's magic sauce. What is magic dust? Magic dust is a spice blend. Contains uh, salt, pepper, sugar, paprika, cayenne, jizzle. mustard powder, chili powder. Oh, well, that's magic sauce, which is a sperm spat from a male's penis. Oh, oh spat. Afterbirth like is that. a watered-down mixture of applesauce, ketchup, and mustard. Oh, we should do an Urban Dictionary-themed show at some point. We sure should. <laughs> I've never heard that definition for afterbirth. But anyway. Cartoon Urban Dictionary. <laughs> that's right. We go to rehearsal, and the trick is they're going to saw Betty in half, which seems extreme for a bunch of eight-year-olds, hmm. nine-year-olds, but Wilma is dressed up to be gorgeous and good, according to Fred. This is just a little fun that these four characters are having together. 
Yeah, I handed you the saw and you dropped it. It was the way you handed it to me. Now you want to try it again or give somebody else a turn? Who do you have in mind, Freddy? Oh, you're doing great, Wilma. I'll be the judge of that. Just it's such a fun these four children are having together. <laughs> totally. I, yeah, like these babyfied shows. Like for me, a pup named Scooby-Doo was fun as a kid, because like they're solving mysteries and it's really stupid. Like Freddie's always claiming it's red herring and all mm-hmm. that. It's fun and like there's a, a cheesy mystery to it. This is boring as shit and also just negative. Yeah, it's, it's very negative. very negative. That's mm-hmm. true. Yeah, yeah, I like it. It is. So Dream Chip is there. Wilma like literally throws the sod Fred and storms off. And who's waiting in the wings? With his bone guitar, our good friend Funky Rathbong. And the magic continues. I love it! The hot dog is now in the trash! And yours truly is about to have trash for dessert! <laughs> and and I'm gonna I'm gonna take those buns and I'm gonna put ketchup on them. Oh, but I haven't heard comedy like that since the dice man cometh. <laughs> so Hickory dickory hot dog. Now the episode accelerates. Finally. It's lunchtime. Dream Chip is going to buy lunch, and they won't take her Mastodon card. Get it, Shayla? Because like, it's like prehistoric <laughs> stuff. Oh, I and, like, see. There's like, it's so good. Oh, like it's very, dinosaurs. It's very funny. It's yeah, very yeah. So then Fred offers to buy her lunch. And then like super quickly. Wilma and Betty shove their trays in with the order so fast. Like I, when I watched it the first time, I didn't even notice it. So Fred had bought them all lunch unknowingly, and he had to spend all of his five clams. And you're like, oh shit! All five, Ooh, clams. five clams! All then, five clams! <laughs> he's immediately sort of lamenting it because it's his mom's birthday, and it's like, oh man, the mom's birthday thing is such a fucking obvious time filler. It just is, is making me mad as a side plot. But then he's like, you know what? It's fine. Because I'm really greasing the skids with fucking Dream Chip. And he says that. He says, I'm, I'm greasing the skids. But as it turns out, he wasn't greasing the skids. Oh, you both are. You got to buy me lunch and Rocky gets to have me sing with his rat rock group at the talent show tonight. Huh? Huh? <laughs> so now Fred's mad and he's throwing a tantrum in the locker room to Barney and he's like, ah, shit. Like now Wilma's out and I don't need money. And then something very weird happens. Me? My tongue will reach that far. Dino, how'd you get here? Uh, probably walked. So, so Dino shows up. <laughs> Dino, who's ostensibly, should have been at Fred's house. At home? Just like in a, shows up. In the yard or like, you know, <laughs> leashed up or something? Nah. It, but he's just there and it's like, what the fuck? Like when I was watching, I, what, how, what, how did he get there? I love when shows take the lazy route and make the explanation the joke. Uh, you know, it, it, it's, a, it's an okay joke. Like, oh, he probably walked, Freddy. Oh, that's what he did. That's your explanation, writers. Okay. <laughs> All right, Arthur. Like, Leave me alone. I've got to go. I've got to go dive in hospice. They had the ending written. <laughs> and they're like, All right, Dino has to drag this other dog. And, but how's Dino going to get with them? Oh, I don't know. He'll just show up. <laughs> It just shows up. It just shows up. This is my literally my last job. I'm gonna die tomorrow. It's a wrap. I was born. In, I was born in the Garfield presidency. That's Hollywood, baby. What if Garfield was president? Hmm. Hmm. 
Every day would be lasagna day. I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, normal. I wouldn't have to worry about what I was cooking for dinner. Dear John, I'm oh, lazy. I executed Odie for treason. <laughs> At what point? Will Garfield be president? I Probably in the next two or three cycles, I would think. Do we transition to weird 80s sitcoms uh-huh. so that we can talk about Dear John, the TV show? No, we're transitioning to uh, comedy special openings well before that. Okay. So after comedy special openings, yeah. there might be hope. Okay, I'm yeah. in. We're not going to elect Garfield. We're going to elect the suction cup Garfield, like the the toy. <laughs> yeah. The Garfield telephone. Oh man! <laughs> Ooh, yes. He's got his own Twitter account. <laughs> He's good at communicating. Speaking of uh, millions of voters, cartoons. <laughs> so Wilmer and Betty are standing by, and they're just reveling in Fred's misery, right? I'm right. Well, after all, you're practically out of the talent show. He deserves it. And you blew that money on Dream Chips lunch that was supposed to be for your mom's surprise birthday present. Oh, that was for our lunch, too. He deserves it. But his mom doesn't deserve it. His mom doesn't deserve him. Well, he doesn't deserve any help. But he's gonna get it. This is so fucked up. (laughs) Why? This is super fucked up. up. It's super fucked up. It's also super convoluted. There's a talent show, a birthday party, Mm -hmm. a potential new girlfriend. And yes, she's connected to the talent show and it's connected to the birthday party. Just keep it simple. Make it about a birthday. Make them go through the funny jobs. Whatever. Oh, man. There's a couple things here. Yeah. I think. There's the behavior, right? Fred was a jerk, right? And he, he tossed one more aside. And I get, I totally get being mad about that. But then her and Betty stole two thirds of Fred's money in That's some kind correct. of like revenge thing and like lorded over him. And then they realized that he was saving that money to buy his mom a present. And then Wilma is still like, he doesn't, he doesn't deserve any help, but he's going to fucking get it. Tough cookies. <laughs> so there's that, which is fucked up. But also the animation here is so weird because they're having this conversation and it's supposed to be semi-serious, but they were so lazy in animating it. And this happens a lot. They're just grinning the whole time. So it seems like not only are they lording this over Fred, they're doing it <laughs> psychopathically. Yeah, yeah they're also like, they, they just all have the vacant eyes yes, too. The, yeah. Yeah. Oof. Yeah, it's brutal. They all look like um the bassist from Limp Bizkit. <laughs> Wilma's plan isn't, Fred, we pulled together our money. Like Wilma and I were going to buy lunch. But we, we used your money. Here's here's the money back. Now you have you have something. No, she decides he has to get a job. That's correct, <laughs> so because she, she's vindictive. She starts fucking nagging him about a busboy job. But the trade-off for this, it gets more convoluted. It's just, this is like a Star Wars Episode One level wager. Is like She's going to give him the tip about the job, but the trade-off is that he has to give them the jobs back in the talent show. And then you give me the boy. <laughs> And then my pod racer will be the fee. Metachlorians, metachlorians, um, metachlorians. But I can't save his mother. I'm sorry. <laughs> Shmi. I'm doing it for your mother. Well, I'm not, and it's going to cost you. Jesus, just so vindictive. It's just, it's just awful. Your son is special. So she makes Fred get a job to make back the money that she stole from him. And has to, he has to let them back in the magic show, which is fair. But that's not all. Wilma makes additional demands. There's more. But remember, Freddy, if you don't make it back in time for the talent show, you'll be dead with us. 
And then he goes to the junkyard, and the guy there is like, well, you know, bye. It's, it's awful. <laughs> the stereotype. Yeah. It's an incredibly complicated and messed up situation. Funky pops back in and calls Freddy Joy Boy, <laughs> which made me laugh. But she's like, what is going on in this episode? There's just no momentum. Yes. It's like they filled a swimming pool full of jello pudding. But then they're like, Michael Phelps, get in there. And he can't swim because it's just it's moving so slow. And he just starts eating it. I, I got to eat this. This is how I keep keep my caloric it's, intake. It's ripped abs. Oh, man. It's a beautiful thing. God, I'd eat off those. I'd eat pudding off those. <laughs> so he goes to the local restaurant, which is called like, I don't know, like Shea Bone or something <laughs> stupid. <laughs> And <laughs> it's also what I call my That's right. That was my nickname at uh at Lambda Lambda Lambda. That's what we called the house. So the the restaurant tour there, you know, he said something and it made me think about today's job market. I was looking for someone with a little more experience. <laughs> for the busboy job. But he gives Fred the job and then his bird attacks Fred and Fred does he tries to do like the, the tablecloth trick, you know, where you pull the tablecloth and all the stuff says. Fred breaks all the plates. He literally kicks Fred in the ass and then gives him the bum's rush. Yeah. You guys ever try the <laughs> tablecloth trick? I was about to ask the same question. No, I don't have that level of coordination. I tried it once and failed How'd miserably. It, it was not good. Where did you try it? Like at a wedding or something? <laughs> it's a bar mitzvah. Thankfully, no. <laughs> it was in my backyard as a kid and I had it's a plastic. Church. Jesus, Shailen. I just tried to, to clear off the altar. The, the, the altar, yeah. yeah. Let's not talk about it. <laughs> Yeah, it was a plastic tea set, and it it went everywhere. How about you guys? No, I still lacked the coordination. No, one time, maybe this is close, we had seen an episode of Family Matters, and we went to a, one of my older cousin's weddings, and I decided to tuck the tablecloth into my shirt like a napkin, and oh, I almost like, yeah, like <laughs> much like Urkel, I almost got up and took the whole table out with me. But my dad was there to save me from embarrassment. Well, good on him. That's yeah, a, a good parenting yeah. moment for your dad. Good on him. He's a real Ed Flintstone. Yeah, he is. He is. Listeners, we want to hear from you. Have you ever done the tablecloth trick? Hashtag the tablecloth trick. The cloth man prophecies. <laughs> <laughs> the cloth man cometh. <laughs> so now... That's all I got. <laughs> the Fred is going to... Um, he's going to walk a dog for a woman and... And she's going to reward him handsomely. She's going to reward him handsomely. And this is when the dog is good. As long as he has his special bone. His special bone. And that's what I called it at Lambda, Lambda, Lambda. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wilma's like, Freddie, we got to go to the talent show. And it's just, it's so fucking irritating. So Funky Rathbunk sends his dog, who's not Muttley, but he kind of looks like Muttley from Wacky Races, to steal the dog's bone. And now everybody's losing their shit. You know, they're all mad and screaming, but they happen to be smiling blankly. And Freddy's getting dragged all over the place, including through a golf course. I'm going to use the uh, putter dactyl, Ben. And it's Mr. Spacely, for some reason, is the the guy who's playing golf. Yeah. It's weird. Why why is Mr. Spacely there? Because there is no sense of time here. Like, everything just floats in and out of this world. These are Flintstone kids but they're the tiny versions of their adult selves. And Mr. Spacely from the Jetsons comes in and, <laughs> you know, there's this creationist message that's going on in the background. I'm not sure if you saw that. Mm-hmm. Very but, well, very but much. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so shit's going crazy. Like they get dragged through the beauty parlor where the 
old lady dog owner is and her hair's crazy and it's just ridiculous. In the meantime, the talent show's underway and Dream Chip is singing for uh, Funky's band. She sucks, so he, he kicks her off the stage. He also sings. Yo, my name is Rocky and I love to roll. Rock and roll is in my soul. <laughs> Rock and roll is my in soul. my soul. This next song is called Hot Dog. <laughs> Freddie's parents are there. If you took a guess that this was an opportunity for mom to, for Frelma to uh, whine about her birthday, you would be correct. Maybe he forgot it along with my birthday. Because the talent show, it seems akin to the end of Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, where they have assigned slots to do their project in front of the whole school and the history teacher is back there, like the history teacher who coincidentally was in Revenge of the Nerds, and he's ready to mark, <laughs> mark them down with an F. It's just, it's just weird. It's just nice. You know, it, it, it all, everything's coming together in concert, <laughs> yeah. right? You know, it's this lovely symbol that uh, Arthur Allsberger, uh, or whatever his name is, Allstate, just uh, put in there. <laughs> and it's nice when all the threads come together so neatly that, you know, you can describe it in a way that certainly makes a lot of sense. <laughs> Yeah. Just so many weird things going on concurrently. So Wilma sends Dino to get the bone. So Dino gets the bone away from Funky Rathbunk's dog, and then he drags the whole group into the theater. So now the the core four are there. They literally crash onto the stage. Fred tries to stop by pulling a lever on the stage, which opens up under Funky. So it's it's a classic trap door. And I'm talking thirst trap. Maybe mm-hmm. it's but, a prestige uh, scenario. Very much so. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and fun, funky they, drowned under there. Yeah, and they fucking drowned Rocky. <laughs> it was crazy. Why do you think the fossils were so well preserved in the cave? Uh, the, the amber. <laughs> that was yeah. originally water that they uh, were drowned in. True enough. And then the dogs crashed through Fred's sawing the people in half. And it's just like a fucking mess. Like there's nothing interesting about it. Yeah. It's not like a clever cartoon like rube goldberg machine yeah right? like it, in, it's it's just like it's just chaos and then they're like oh wonderful it, yeah it's, like the it's not was, like he was it's not magic. like accidental chaos <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 but you know despite that here's what happens pretty flintstone you and your team were very late but your act was very amusing you've won the talent show it's like we purport ourselves to be a comedy podcast and we get famous for being like a true crime that. podcast for something. <laughs> what I want to know. Congratulations. I just want those accolades. Mm-hmm. We saw Funky's band. How bad were the other acts that that fucking shit show won? It's a good question. I feel bad for Jackie Granite. Uh, his, his, juggling, <laughs> his juggling feet was just like, it meant nothing. It meant nothing. <laughs> Andrew Bone Clay was up there. It's <laughs> <laughs> weird. Little dicky quartz. Just, uh... <laughs> just a fucking mess. So yeah. they win, but that's not all. Because this package, it's getting wrapped up a little more neatly. Ooh, I love that bow. Attention, attention! One more surprise! An added bonus for the winner! Donated by the Waldrock Astoria Restaurant! First of all, it should have been Waldrock, Estonia, not Waldrock, Astoria. Agreed. Fucking missed opportunity in the most obvious mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. So they get five clams, and now Fred is made whole again. 
But immediately, the restaurateur shows up and takes two <laughs> two clams away from this kid. For damages? Yeah, for sure. The old lady takes one, and then Mr. Spacely also takes one. So now Fred is down to one clam. So it's just adults stealing his money. And Fred's like, oh, shit. <laughs> but then, <laughs> but then <laughs> Dream Chip is like, Freddy, you're adorable. You can find me like a fucking rock shake. And, and Fred goes, nope, I already got a date. And Wilma, knowing that it's Fred's mom's birthday, and he's committed to buying his mom a nice gift, She's like, it's it's time. And Betty's like, he's finally going to do it. But then Fred just walks by Wilma. And Wilma takes it well. Huh? huh? <laughs> and then he goes to his mom and he's like, mom, it's your birthday. <laughs> Happy birthday. Like, I knew it was your birthday. I was going to buy you a gift, but here's flowers out of my hat. And then she's like, Freddie. Why didn't you tell me my birthday? <laughs> and then they're all happy. You do the rest of the show. It's like a that, fucking please. awful. Oh no, Freddy! It's a horrible ending. And like she, yeah, oh, the best present was the talent show that you clearly fucked up. And she's like, oh, it's the magic act. Oh, yeah, just awful. So that's the Flintstone kids. I don't Let's know this bitch. if Captain Caveman, you know, if that segment made this any better or it improved continuity, but this this is quite a thing. Show it to a child. No, I don't want to answer questions and it's annoying. <laughs> Do an and half. it's a bad advice. <laughs> Dave? No, no, just the, the, the Wilma and Fred characters are, are terrible and arcane and yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go with, with no, <laughs> just... No, just watch original Flintstones or the Variety Hour or the John Goodman movie. Any of them will get where you're going. Let's go with one to five Funky Rathbones. Half a Funky Rathbone. <laughs> okay. It sure does exist. And for that, it gets points. Mm-hmm. The end. I'm going to give it zero because it kind of made me feel really, really low. <laughs> As I, again, sat in bed while I should have been sleeping just watching this cartoon and struggling to stay awake to watch it. Gotta own that. Zero bones. <laughs> I'm gonna go with one Funky Rathbone, and that is only for Funky Rathbone himself. The magic mustard truly was off this hot dog. And that hot dog's in the trash, but uh, <laughs> Funky Funky took it out and ate that trash for dessert. And that's a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. So we've talked about babification. Uh, a couple times here tonight, yes, and uh, I thought, you know, like, what, what, what kind of, what, what's a game I can kind of come up around with this concept? But there's not a lot of, of shows that were babified. So I kind of took it a, a step further, and tonight, for tonight's game, we're going to play a game called Babyfication or Babeification. Mm-hmm. If you guys are familiar with, with uh, Stump Trivia, I almost called it Trump Stivia. My, my favorite sweetener. I love it. It's a good, hands down, best sweetener. It's just salt. <laughs> very, very sweet. The sweetest. So there was a round. It's like a halftime, a halftime round in the in trivia. So they give you ten clues, mm-hmm. or sorry, five clues. The first clue is worth ten points. The next clue is eight, six, four, two. Right. So you're going to have to guess who this character is. Now it's either a babyfied character or a baby. Or a Stone Cold cartoon babe. 
Okay. All right. So you'll both need your phones for this. Shailen, you'll have no problem. <laughs> my phone is not in my hands right now. It was in your hands the whole the whole show, it except was for right now. The whole show. <laughs> what a bird. All right. So I'm going to give you a clue. All right. It's going to be a, the 10 point clue. And if you think you know the answer, you think you know who this character is, you text me the answer. If you get it right, you get the number of points for that round. Mm-hmm. If you get it wrong, you don't get any points. The other person still gets to play, though. Okay, so okay. you can only guess once. That's correct. Okay. Now, you can guess you know, other guesses, but you're not going to get the points. Sure. But you'll have to text me when you know the answer. Okay. I get okay? a guess per round, though, right? Uh, no, so um, this isn't a real character. Mm-hmm. So like the, the answer is Bart Simpson, right? Okay. So 10 points, he's yellow. Okay. okay, nobody guesses. Eight points, uh, he has spiky hair. Ben incorrectly guesses Fantastic Max. He's out. Okay. Y- you don't have anything. The next clue, you have a chance to get six points. The next mm-hmm. clue, you have a chance to get four. Okay? Got it. Um, and I've got several characters. We don't have to go through all of them, but I wanted to be prepared, you know? All right. Mm-hmm. So it's either a baby or a babe. All right, here's the first one. For 10 points. Find this little cutie pie in a 2017 movie based on the book with the same name. Ben, you just texted me Miss Piggy's anus. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was that was before the question. Okay. I also texted you uh, Cummy Bunny and Naked Wayne Gretzky. <laughs> uh, yes, from the Pro Stars yes, uh, right. special episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This ain't your mother's Pro Stars. <laughs> okay, Ben's got an answer in. Shailen, you got anything? Nothing. Okay. All right. Ben has it right. He's got 10 points. Fuck yeah. What was the answer? Well, well, well then you can still get it. You can still get it. You can still get it. All right. So don't, don't just throw in the towel, Shailen. Okay. The next clue, Shailen. The actor who voiced this character played a similar, albeit unbabyfied, character in a hit NBC sitcom. I don't know when movies came out. I have no idea. <laughs> okay. Six points. Uh oh. Looks like Baby went number two because a sequel is coming September 2021. You have an answer from Shailen. Shailen says Sonic. I don't know. (laughs) Answer is Boss Baby, Shailen. There's no way I would have ever gotten that, but okay. I mean, I got it. But that's because you're a weird savant. (laughs) The remaining clues were. While the baby is simply adorable, the premise of the movie is confusing as fuck, involving formula that gives babies intelligence, Elvis impersonators, mm-hmm. transportation pacifiers, and rival businesses. And the last clue was, for the for most of the movie, the baby doesn't have a name, but he, he does have a job. He works at Baby Corp. Mm-hmm. At that point, I might have maybe come up with it, but I've never seen the movie. You know, I haven't seen a, a towel thrown in like this since... The last game we played. Since Bret Hart's mom threw in the towel after Owen tricked her at Survivor Series 94 to cost him the title. Oh, man. That was so rough. I remember yeah, watching that a as a one. kid. It's a rough Oof. one. And now, now we're, we're in for a repeat. Here yeah. we are. Yeah. That means All up right. until now, I wasn't as upsetting as that. So. All right. The voice actor is for 10 points. The voice actor who portrayed this baby has a credit as one of the confined kids in the movie Flowers in the Attic. Continuing his fantastic child star career, he also starred in Dink, the Little Dinosaur, and had small role. Uh, excuse me, small, small. roles. 
small, small roles in Ed Wood, Murder, She Wrote, and I'm Gonna Get You, Sucker. I have no guess. I also have no guess. Okay, next clue. For eight points. Often left unattended, you'll find this rambunctious munchkin going on lots of interdimensional adventures. I'm seeing ellipses from Shailen. Okay. Ben says Matt LeBlanc. Nope. (laughs) That was was to a previous clue. I'm just kidding. Ben, any any idea? No. Hold. Shailen's got it right. She's got eight points. All right. I'm going to start typing my answer now, but I will will take that next clue. Okay. This one-toothed baby loves rockets. Ding, ding, ding. Ben's got it. Right now it is 16 to 8. Ben is in the lead. Do you want to say what the answer was? The answer is... Fantastic Max! Mm-hmm. Or is it Sexy Buzz Aldrin? And that safety pin. The answer was Lola Bunny, guys. <laughs> okay. There we go. Ten points. I'm not bad. I'm just drawn that way. Ben's got ten points. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Shailen, uh, not, not quite... Um, I'm, I'm going to give you the, ne- the next clue, Shailen. For eight what, points. What did smoky she get? voice. Okay, what did she guess? Oh. No. No. I'll give it to you after. I'll give it to you after. Right. Yeah. Okay. Let's see if she can get this one first. But you are very far off, Shailen. I assumed as much. That character is neither a babe nor a baby. I guess it depends on your point of view. Eight Vagoda. Eight. <laughs> <laughs> Neil Diamond. He's not even a cartoon. Eight points. Smoky-voiced Kathleen Turner voiced this sultry character, but didn't receive credit for it. Shailen's got it right. But you don't get any points, because you guessed Bart Simpson. The answer was Jessica <laughs> Rabbit. <laughs> I put a question mark after it. Underachiever that, that and damn proud of count. it. <laughs> he is drawn that way. You can't go to trivia and be. It was a quote. That's what. That's, that's from Jessica Rabbit. I'm aware of. You can't that, go thank to like you. trivia and be like, just put question mark. Be like, actually, a trivia DJ. That didn't count. That was a question mark. Ben gets any of the characters points. from Flintstone Kids also drawn badly. It's true. Yeah. Okay. 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 Ten point clue. It's a babe or a baby. She's a princess, a freedom fighter, and loves when you give her those nuts. Oh, fuck. Oh, God, what the fuck? I know the answer, but I can't think of the character's name. I see ellipses from Ben. I see (laughs) an answer from Shailen. Shailen, you you can wait for more clues if you want. (laughs) It's not the full 10, but okay. Shailen, is that your final answer? I was under the impression I could only get final answers, Dave. I'm just trying to help you out here. All right, Ben, you got something? Here we go. I got. Okay. Here's my answer. It's coming through. It's coming through. All right. All right. Oh, okay. So <laughs> Shailen has put Squirrel Girl from the Marvel cartoon. That is incorrect. Well, she does fight for freedom and also likes nuts. Mm-hmm. I bet she does. Mm-hmm. Ben wrote Squirrely McFox Puss from Sonic. You know the one. She's got a real perky ass and it won't quit. And Sonic has to hide his curly boner because it hurts mm-hmm. his wind resistance. Yeah. Tails? Hell yeah. <laughs> the 
the answer is, but I'm going to give you half. I'm going to give you yeah. half a 10. All right. You get five points. The answer is Sally Acorns. Here are some other clues for Sally Acorn. <laughs> Sally Acorns. <laughs> she first appeared in a comic book in 1992 and melted hearts on the small screen in 93. However, she never appeared in the series of games on which this tune was based. You'll know her by her thigh-high boots, always open vest, and love of guys who move fast. Fans of this character could be categorized as simp monks. <laughs> and I was proud of that one. And the last clue was she partners with Sonic and Miles to battle Robotnik. It's helpful if you want to wait for those clues, Jalen. Everything that you said in those first two clues was accurate to Squirrel Girl from Marvel Rising. So Shailen has also written to me, uh, she a babe. There's a picture of Squirrel Girl from Marvel and says, love them nuts. Same. Same. Okay, Ben, you're, you're, a, you're just a, you're running away it with this. It says, loves them nuts because she does. You've got 31 points to Dem nuts? Shailen's eight. Shailen. I play for fun, Dave. I don't play to win. I thought you played for keeps. <laughs> Is that not what they said about you? I play it to the bone. Guitar bone. Here's one. Ten point clue. In a graphic novel from the same canon as the film in which this sweet little muffin appeared, he is murdered. Hmm. I'm going to pass on this one. Shailen, you got an answer? My lawyer has advised me to wait for additional clues. This is good. I am your lawyer. I am the lawyer. Eight points. Eight points. On the screen, this little peanut is adorable, but behind the scenes, they can be a real big brat. Uh, no. I got nothing. Sean, anything? Negative. <laughs> okay, six points. Hey, I just met you, and this is crazy, but I don't think that you're a baby. Hmm. Ben just wrote Bart Simpson. Ben, what, what is up with you two? Jeez. It was your example character, so. <laughs> no, no, Ben. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Here's a clue for four points. It's a quote. I got 50-year-old lust in a three-year-old dinky. Oh, okay. <laughs> you got anything, Shailen? I need a second. Ben has guessed Baby Huey. That is incorrect, but I am familiar with uh, both the cartoon character and the uh, the singer. Shailen has an answer. Shailen has written, and I will give her points for this, the weird baby from Who Framed Roger Rabbit that smokes the cigar, question mark? Yes. Shailen, you are correct. It is Baby Herman. You've got four points, which means you have 12 points to Ben's 31. I'm going to do one more. Check this out. one's a babe. Okay. I don't think any of you are going to guess this. 10 points. This femfatal doodle spends most of her movie trying to get a Noid to slip into her comic strip. <laughs> okay. Any guesses? I'm going to hold off. Okay. I have an idea, Jim. but... Mrs. Noid. Eight points. A couple quotes from reviews in which this animated blonde bombshell appears the character sorry the movie uh it's too serious to be fun it's too goofy to be taken seriously mm -hmm. another review the plot makes almost no sense another one it's a one joke movie and it's a dirty joke uh and this is my favorite one i've ever read it's a surprisingly incompetent film 
Oh, <laughs> fucking scathing. Hold on here. So I'm looking for the character from that movie. As I give you. Oh, here we go. Ben's got an answer. <laughs> Eight points for Ben. Shailen, you got anything? No. All right, clue number six. The actress who played and voiced this cool character was nominated for a Razzie for her performance. A few years later, she would win an Oscar uh, for portraying another femme fatale character in a way, way better film. Anything, Shailen? I texted you, Dave. Oh, no, Shailen, I'm so sorry. Shailen guessed Harley Quinn. Okay. That's a good guess. I think that's a good guess. I felt like that was decent. Yeah, yeah. Believable. Ben has written Kim Basinger from Cool World. You know the one. She's got a real perky ass and it won't quit. And Scott Bakula? Question mark? Uh, you're thinking Gabriel Byrne. Okay. <laughs> and Gabriel Byrne has to hide his curly boner because it hurts his wind resistance. So that's from the movie Cool World. That's a movie I've not only not ever seen, but that I don't think I've ever heard of until right now. Well, no, you've never heard of true. Cool World? No. Oh, man. So Kim Basinger plays this like cartoon essentially a blonde ripoff of uh, Jessica Rabbit. Mm-hmm. Gabriel Byrne and Brad Pitt are characters that are sucked into this comic strip world, and it's all like f- incredibly filthy and dirty. It's like a detective story, too. But uh, her name is her name is Holly Wood. W-O-U-L-D. <laughs> Holly Wood. Ah. Suggestive. Yes. You might remember it as the sequel to Cool Runnings, similar to Jurassic Park to Jurassic World. Cool mm. Runnings to Cool World. I've mm. never seen Cool World, and I'm certain after that description that I've never even heard of it. Mm. So that's what happens for living under a rock. Yeah. Ben has mm. run away, clearly, with this with this game. It um, He wins... 39 points to 12 points. Shailen, you've just... Shameful, shameful performance. But you have to understand that when we do trivia at bars, Ben and I balance each other out, right? So he knows all the movie stuff and the music stuff. And I know the weird... This is the fashion designer who one time had a purple earring. And I don't know why I know that stuff, but I savant that shit. Yves Saint Laurent. Exactly. And And if there's any trivia questions about like memes i got the memes tied up meme life you're like that good luck kid you're like questions about memes and then you do like a little fist bump you puff your cheeks out that's me yeah people are like what's the name of tori spelling's autobiography and you're like it's storytelling Hmm. it's actually spory telling spory telling right right it's about (laughs) mushrooms that's right fungus um well thank you for playing babyfication or babyfication it's been a few thank you very much and good win ben good win speaking of uh mushrooms and spores before we yeah. get to the mailbag here, just yesterday it was <laughs> some fans of Super Mario Brothers the movie released a fan edit on archive.org that added 20 minutes of additional footage to the movie, bringing it up to a, like a spry 121 minutes. Where did they get the footage? Yeah, it's a good question. Was it archived or like did they make it up? Did they re- No, it's like, it's real footage. It? Okay, uh, okay. There's no reshoots, but they they re-edited the movie and they named it after the director's they were like, I forget what the director's names are. They think it was a husband-wife team. And it's like, that's kind of presumptuous to name it after the husband-wife directing team who didn't <laughs> edit this movie in this way. It's but. also sad because they, they divorced while making that movie because of that movie. Mm-hmm. Like the creative differences were so much. Like, ugh, that's gross. It's also sad to devote <laughs> time to re-editing Super Mario Brothers, the movie. A movie I enjoy, but, but still. But that, that has nothing to do with the mailbag, which is where we're going. 
What have you learned about your co-host that you wouldn't have if the show didn't exist? Sincerely yours, Harry Pupini. Huh. The, the ghost pooper himself. The greatest uh, trick was outlasting death. The greatest trick he ever pulled was convincing you that you didn't poop. So something about my co-hosts that I didn't know That's correct. that the show has revealed. Oh, that one's easy. I learned that Ben wet himself at camp once uh, playing <laughs> an insane game of tag or hide and seek because he refused to lose. It was a game about the Underground Railroad. Right, 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 right. You didn't want to. You didn't want to lose, and so you just you just wet yourself completely, mm-hmm. soaked to the bone. You took off your pants, and and I saw everything. That's right. Hmm. Yeah, that took a turn at the end. That's how it goes. A little editorializing there. <laughs> Dave has a weird obsession with babified cartoon <laughs> characters. <laughs> <laughs> it's not an obsession. It's just a uh, a now uh, a you know, weird trend. Established love for taking mediocre to okay characters in cartoons <laughs> and turning them to okay in, is a wide range into real shitty baby versions <laughs> of them, and also just characters that are babies. I learned that Shailen's parents are divorced. (laughs) (laughs) What? I don't recall. Why did I miss this? Yeah. You would have thought it would have come up before, but not so much. The split Christmases uh, make so much more sense. We all all love doing impressions. Shailen, let me hear your Fred Flintstone. Yabba-dabba-doo. (laughs) To the moon. (laughs) (laughs) Was that Kermit the Frog doing Fred Flintstone? Sure. Yeah, it was that. It was on purpose. (laughs) Wilmer, you learn a lot. You know when you're, the, you see the, these people on the internet, <laughs> you you people out there, you yeah. know, you know it's hard, it's tough. You got to talk into these microphones about these fucking cartoons. That's how you talk about pissing yourself. You know, like you got to liven it up. You can't just talk about the cartoon and its production no. value and the quality or lack thereof. You got to you got to spice Hell it up. No. You got to put your own uh, put your own color on it, right? And my color is yellow. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Especially when I don't drink enough water. It's true. In that dark shade of blue that your pants turned when you wet them. Uh, were they pants? I don't recall. Have you guys seen the new trend? Like someone, some fashion designer. <laughs> yeah, bike shorts. I told you. Is this so, about pee? Is it about pee? Yes. There's a fashion designer who is manufacturing pants that have weird dye stains on the crotch to make it look like you wet yourself. To what end? I don't have an answer to that. Is it like a like an attraction, like something people find attractive? I don't think it's a fetish thing so much as maybe they're trying to look as cool as Miles Davis. I don't know. <laughs> Shailen, to be clear, everything is a fetish thing. Everything yeah. is, yeah. Oh, okay. There were like the jeans with the rips in the or like around the the butt cheek. You're like, oh yeah, that's you know you can see the you can see the sexy lady's butt when the ass right? is so fat <laughs> that it, yeah. it it busts out them. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. The, PHAT. The, the assholes. Yeah. You know? But but like is it is it the same thing? But just like, oh man, look at those wet pants. Mm. That guy either wet himself or got a sweet OT OT mm. PHJ. No, it did not look like that. It just looked like someone peed themselves. Hmm. I'd like to see those pants. Okay. I'll put it on Instagram. Hashtag show me the pants. Wanna meet those pants. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gotta, gotta meet the pants. Gonna meet me. <laughs> What if it, does he make accompanying shirts that look like you like milk ejaculated through your chest? 
Yeah, like you lactated. Yeah, that was the word I was looking for. I came up with milk ejaculated. I didn't Lac- laculated. see those. <laughs> that, maybe there's an opportunity there. Maybe. Maybe there's a million dollar gap. It's a million dollar yeah. idea, Ben. Mm-hmm. Market it now. Copyright that shit. I did. It's a new Watch Boss t-shirt. I put a letter in the mail to myself and it'll be here by Monday. And that's how it goes. So thank you for the question, Harry Pupini. If you have any questions, email at watchbotspod.com. You know, I went to a Harry Houdini museum once in, in Niagara Falls on the Impressive. Canadian side. It was awesome. <laughs> it was so cool. Really? I think my parents fucking hated it, but I loved it. It had his handcuffs, and they talked about magicians who had like disappeared in the Bermuda Triangle. And then, you know what happened to that museum? It disappeared. <laughs> well, it did, because it burned in a fire. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, David Copperfield uh, made, it, made it disappear. And do you know who set that fire? Me. You. <laughs> That's right. Also in Niagara Falls, the last time Shailen was there, there was like an official World Wrestling Federation store. Store is a loose term. At one time, it had been like this fully featured, I think, like entertainment complex. By the time we got there, they were showing like 15-year-old DVD footage, and I think they had three or four shirts in a two-story building. <laughs> I remember you guys, I don't know if it was you, Ben, I don't know if you were on that trip, but this isn't really my story to tell, but your brother had gone to Niagara Falls. Oh, yes, that's uh, gas, uh, Get a gas station hot dog. This is all the same trip. Yeah. Same trip. Yeah, yeah. And like turned a color gray, I think, from being like so sick from that gas station <laughs> hot dog. Well, what what you're missing is nuance here. So we were all ready to go to bed in the half-star motel that we had booked well, who, uh, at who, his recommendation. I was say who had booked the motel. <laughs> um, our door, in fact, did not latch or lock. So we was had to the, sleep. the hot dog eating brother? Yeah, yeah, the hot dog eating brother yeah. helped us yeah. with that booking. Um, it was a Limp Bizkit album, right? That's right. Chocolate Starfish and the Hot Dog Eating Brother. So he was fine after eating the hot dog. But you see, you have also missed some nuance, Shailen, because he, before going to get the hot dog, said that he needed something, quote unquote, spicy. That's correct. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say, it was not an immediate turnaround. The reversal of fortune took place after he ostensibly got a good night's sleep while we just waited for someone to walk into our hotel room because the door didn't close. And we were on the highway. And, and had, I, we wanted to ride it all night long. Had to pull over so he could throw up on the side of the highway during traffic <laughs> because that's when the hot dog decided to make its triumphant return. And you know what? I think all of us learned some lessons that day. Yeah. Hot yeah. dog in, hot dog out. You know, yeah. buns up and buns down. Back Guess up. You could say your brother uh, lost that lost that magic mustard. That's right. Magic mustard is off that hot dog. Mm-hmm. Tell me what you gonna do now. That hot dog kept rolling, rolling, rolling. <laughs> you know. So that that's the Flintstone kids. It's a spicy hot dog indeed. <laughs> hot, hot piece of garbage hot dog. That's right. Yeah. Left on the side of the highway. I'll go back to the mailbag. It's not about co-hosts. What I've learned through this show is that Hanna-Barbera has uh, fallen a few levels in my eyes. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Once upper echelon of, of cartoon producers, and now it's kind of mm-hmm. you know, way down. Yeah. I mean, the earth is, you know, it's moving under my feet, and Hanna-Barbera come tumbling down. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Down. Tumbling. Down in the hole. Indeed. Ben, where can people find us? I mean, I've heard on all the all the social medias. I've heard tell that we can be found on on Twitter, mm-hmm. on Instagram, on mm-hmm. uh, Facebook. I think still, although I don't know that, that page updates at Watchbots Pod. It doesn't update often, but sometimes people find us that way. I set up like an auto feed two and a half years 
ago, and I let it ride, baby. But you can subscribe and rate and review on iTunes and Spotify, all that good stuff. For Dave and for Shalen, this is Ben. Thank you, and welcome back. And to take us out of here. Yeah, how are we going out? I want, we got to return to a, to a bit of a classic here. And here's here's what I want. And, I, and Shalen's on her phone, but she's going to need to put that down for a minute because she's needed, because the show's not done recording. Shalen has pulled up the wet spot jeans, and they are they are what they claim to be. But Shalen, no amount of distraction will get you out of having to sing the, the Flintstone song with the voice of Ringo Starr, but it also has to be about the Flintstone kids and pee pants. I can't put all those things together at one time. You're asking me to make <laughs> soup with watermelon. I can't do it. You know the TikTok thing about watermelon and mustard? But anyway, no amount of distraction will get us away from meeting the Flintstones. And you know what I'm going to do, Shailen, is I'm going to give you a little back and track here. The Flintstone kids song? I don't think I'll be able to find that one quickly enough, but maybe. Yabba dah, yabba dah, yabba dah, yabba <laughs> I think adding, making it the Flintstone kids song adds an, a challenge. You think that adds a challenge? Listen, I'm stalling for time to give you give you some something to work yeah. with here. What do I have to include? Wet pants. So <laughs> it's gonna be the Flintstones theme song. Right. I got that. As Ringo Starr. Uh-huh. So get into character now and just I'm respond to everything so I say as Ringo. No. Um, I'm trying to set you up. Okay. And then you had to sing about pee pants, but them being specifically worn by Sam Rockwell. Um, because it's a it's a rock pun name, and he. Uh, I'm diligently taking notes. Yeah. I don't know how anyone expects me to come up with this. Oh, but. and also, um, it has to have magic mustard in it as well. <laughs> All right, Shalyn, I have found your backing track. Let me know when you're ready, and I will. Uh, I'll get it going here. You let me know. Take your time. I'm not singing this entirely as Ringo Starr. Here we go. Pee pants. It's the pee pants. And it's Sam Rockwell. And the mustard fell off his pee pants. <laughs> <laughs> now we're going to wait until he goes yabba dabba do, and then I'll give you a little Ringo Star. We'll get a little. Oh, yabba dabba do. Goodbye.